Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the Story Scream podcast where we see new movies and then talk about them with you, the listener. My name is Robbie Anderson and I'm joined today by... Diana Jamiro. hello. What's good, girl? How you doing? Good, yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, I've got a little allergies going on, so if I sneeze, it's not the virus, but I am a little stuffed up right now. <laughs> I don't think the virus gives you sneezes. Right? It's only yeah. coughing? It's just your cough, but they keep on adding new like, uh, yeah. things Losing onto your there. sense of smell, and I'm like, oh, my nose is stuffy. I can't smell anything. It's over. <laughs> it's over for me. <laughs> the days are numbered. Well, I guess it's done. See you guys later. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, luckily we use films to escape terrible times and things of that nature, so we're here to talk about a little Netflix movie called, uh, Extraction. A a movie of terrible times. A movie of terrible times. (laughs) These these people were having a terrible time. They were having a bad time. It was not a good time for the people in Extraction. Uh, Extraction is, uh, let me just pull it up so I can tell you who directed it, but it's a, it's written by... Uh, Joe, Joe Russo. Mr. Joe Russo, yeah. Mr. Joe Russo, and it's directed by uh, Sam Hargrave, which he is uh, very much involved in the stunts world, doing a lot of... Uh, he's like, looking at his IMDb page, IMDb page, he's like the superhero stunts guy, yeah, apparently. He, he did like, all of it. I think he's done a lot of uh, the Russo brothers' Marvel films, but I think he was like pretty heavily involved in the last few, like in Endgame for sure, like all yeah. the stunt coordination, He's which on really Deadpool shows and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it makes sense. This yeah. movie, the the stunts are pretty awesome. The, the it's the, the best like, part of the movie for there's sure. There's a lot of violence. <laughs> it's a violent movie. Uh, it's kind of like in line with your uh, like kung uh, gun fu. Um, uh, John Wick movies. It, it's I was going to say, I got very, um, very like born identity vibes from this movie. Yeah, it's a little bit more. I guess it's probably more in line with born identity because it kind of gets a little bit more. It's, it's more in an international setting. Yeah, I was kind of joking around that uh, Mike asked me how it was because he came home after I had finished watching it. And I was like, it's it's a little bit like sort of like a pseudo Mission Impossible, but they don't really give you enough time to care about the rest of the team. <laughs> they really don't. Um, yeah, so, you know, the first half of Hot Takes, we, we're spoiler free, but we give you our hot takes. Spoiler free. Thing. So what's your what's your like hot take on on the flick? I thought it was Okay. Yeah, I thought it was like good, not great. I love mm. me some Hemsworth, and I feel like he did like he he did all the heavy lifting to not be his chubby Thor. Yes, for sure. It's uh, um, if if his character could have any nuance, he gave it that. Yeah, um, but yeah. I, I'm kind of in line with you. I also thought it was kind of it was like just okay. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And especially when you're like looking at the director, it's really his first time doing like a full length as the director. Yes. I look I looked him up on IMDb and he's done some short films, <clears throat> but he hasn't really done directing for a full length until now. So right. I'm like, okay, so it makes sense that like visually it was very cool. The story is a little lacking tiny bit like we could have yeah. just used a little bit more to care about the characters but you know with the time that you have you do sort of the movie's <laughs> very much it's it's concerned with like looking cool and doing cool stunts and stuff totally like that. totally um yeah i yeah like i thought it was cool i'm a big john wick fan uh the thing that john wick does that's super well though is that like the first movie spends a good chunk of time just establishing like why you should feel for John Wick and totally. why he's like totally allowed to go on a murder spree. Whereas yeah. this movie like gets to its empathy moments, but late, you know, a little too it late. It does. You know? It does do it late. And I think we like uh, Chris Hemsworth character, Tyler, because we yeah. like the actor. We like him in the Marvel movies. I just watched for the first time that movie Rush where he's like... I hear Rush is good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. It's on HBO. If you can do HBO Go, you can Mm -hmm. watch it. Um, It was really good. So, you know, Helmsworth's good. I like him a lot. I feel like he has a lot of good personality. Um, And I liked a couple of the other people in in the performance. Like, I was looking up who was the, like, the actress, the female 
on his team. Oh, uh, Nikki, I think her name is. Yeah, and I was trying to remember what I had seen her in because I I actually have seen her in. Um, did you ever see that movie with Adam Driver called Patterson, where he's like the bus driver, but he writes poetry? No. It's it's kind of a slow burn, but it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I, um, I feel like I've heard Patterson's good. It is good. I think it's mm-hmm. Jim Jarmusch is the director. And that sounds he, about right. And she plays his wife in the movie, because I couldn't replace her. Like, that's what I've most recently seen her in, but apparently she's been in a lot of stuff. And she, she's from Iran originally and she kind of like got the boot after doing some of the cinema like she was doing some american films i guess and mm-hmm. iran was like we don't like what you're doing really so, so they wouldn't give her a visa to leave or something like that so i guess Dang. the last time she left she was like i'm not going back yeah i don't so, blame her that's crazy yeah so I, I thought she was pretty cool um she's sort of like the other you know there's not like a ton of interaction with the other characters. <clears throat> Maybe a little when we get into no. spoiler town, we can talk about it. Well, but. it's yeah, it's funny because like you know, in the beginning of the movie, they establish this like kind of like potentially colorful cast of people who you might be interested in, and then right. you don't see them until the very end. Yeah, and that's or about like it. you know, there are many there are many kills in this movie. So there are many a kill in this movie. We meet people and they die. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like that's the thing about these action movies, and like you know, I think as I think it's hard. Like, I think with, um, like, I've always been a big action movie fan. I imagine myself to always be a big action movie fan. But there are some, like, like very, like, gun-heavy movies that sometimes I yes. get super, like, turned off by. And That's that's what I was thinking, too. Like, yeah. I, you know, when you bring up John Wick, um, John Wick is also very violent. But I tend to gravitate towards action movies that have more, like, hand-to-hand combat yeah more like sequencedy dancey choreographed s- stuff than tons of just shooting with guns i think john wick's also like it's pretty like devoid of like being involved with like any kind of like politics you know sure. like, it, it's very like separate from that and yeah. uh it has this very like cart- it, it has a very cartoony world it's very yeah. over the top it's like those are things that like can separate you far enough from the real world where uh you can you can get lost in these action power fantasies right know? it's like sin city or like exactly even like, yeah. even like a dick tracy kind of movie like it just creates this cool world <clears throat> that you're like oh i want to visit there yeah i'll go I'll, to this place the, yeah. the, the violence is fake here it's not right. real it's just cool or even like you know i really like the raid movies and like you know the things they're doing are so insane it's like sure. first of all no actual human fight would even look like, <laughs> look like no. this at all you know <laughs> Um, but I, but even like, you know, I remember watching like Zombieland and yes. like Zombieland realistically, like is there a Zombieland 2 realistically? I guess both. But when I was watching Zombieland 2 as like now like a 29 year old adult, like that, that movie realistically has less, has less gun shooting than John Wick. But the glorification of the gun shooting was like different and made me uh, uncomfortable as like okay. the audience member. I haven't seen the second one. It's not. I don't think it's that good. I actually kind yeah. of think it sucks. But I, I really enjoyed the first. <laughs> I really enjoyed the first one when it came out. So it's a different time um, though, too. I think that's like is, super a part of the conversation. Yeah, right? there's so much more violence, and it is a totally different time. Yeah. Yeah. The world is know. saturated with the with the zombie flick. <laughs> and I think this movie, like you know, when it, I don't think this movie's like can be like too over politicized either. Like you know, it's in it's in India. It's in uh, Dhaka, right? Is oh, the name of, like, so, there. so the kid is from India, Dhaka is in Bangladesh. Okay, cool. So it's like, the idea is like, drug, drug lords, but each yeah. in their, like, Bangladesh is, it borders India, so it's like, you know, it, they're respective, but India is huge, so I was kind yeah. of, I, I was surprised that they had it like that, um, two separate countries, mm-hmm. but it, it is very interesting, it's like yeah. a different culture. And also, um, Tyler's character is Australian, so like right. you know, there's there's like another like you know you don't feel that like uh, hoo ha Americanism either, you know, yeah, like patriot like kind of blind patriotism that like is also right. like, not fun in movies, at least for me as an audience member. But it definitely still gives you the idea of like, um, even though he's from Australia, he's still ex military. So yeah, he still has it's that, like right? a interesting like oh how many people that were in the military actually do go to work for some kind of like 
security or mercenary company in this yeah. day and age because they're like, well, the war's over, but okay, I still have this very specialized set of skills. <laughs> yeah, I'm still um, like, I'm still Liam Neeson from Taken. But that's yeah. the thing, like he was in like uh, you you go on the Wikipedia and it's, oh, it's like oh, he was in the Australian Taken Two. Yeah, Taken Two. He's in the he's on he's in like the Australian Air Force. It's just like. Is that where he learned how to do like kung fu with guns and like yeah. be like literally the most badass person ever? It's like, it's like at, at what point like like Barry Barry kind of does this too, but it does it like right. a little bit differently. Where it's just like, yeah, like he's like a he's like a dude who went to Iraq, but like, yeah. does that make him like an actual killing machine? Like I don't know. Right. I've right. never been a soldier, so I don't know what my set of skills would be. And if you also, me. like, I love Barry. We just finished watching the second season of Barry, and it's. Mm. Definitely, like, that idea, like, he has when he hooks up with friends that were in the Marines with him, not yeah. not everyone actually had combat experience, so it was, like, his one friend had, like, he had, like, an, an office job, but in the Marines, so he was just yeah. like, I didn't, I've never killed anybody, you know, like, it was, like, a totally different ball game. so it's, it's true. Yeah, but, I mean, this, you know, they, they do in this movie, like, they, they set off to have these skills, and that's what it is. Right. Um... I was looking at, like, the overview of, like, what the criticisms on the movie was. And mm. the things it kind of got criticized for was um, aimless violence, which maybe ah, we, can talk, yeah. we could talk about that. Oh, but yeah. then the, the main thing that it kind of had against it was um, it, the kind of, like, white savior uh, angle to it. Oh, sure. Which, uh, you know, is something I kind of, like, you see, the, you see the cover of it and you're like, oh, it's one of these movies, huh? Well... It is kind of interesting because I think when we get into spoilers, we can talk about it more too. But yeah. just like, you know, one of the characters, um, you don't know if he's altruistic or not in the beginning. Like you're like, oh, is he also trying to... So like the premise of the movie is that this kid of a drug lord is kidnapped and they're trying to get him back. Hmm. And now he's in Bangladesh and they're trying to get him out and like the whole city of Dhaka is like getting shut down which is yeah. terrifying <laughs> it's a night like, you're the reason like yeah you know all, all of the action and things that are happening in this movie is like because this kid is supposed to be getting captured right now right and so just like I thought the other actor that was uh, the other sort of main kind of like equ- not equivalent but like yeah. sort of same as um, Hemsworth's his, character. His character name is uh, uh, Saju Rav. Right. Mm. Yeah. And he kind of like initially doesn't. It's sort of another thing where you're sort of like, oh, they're they're trying to give you a little backstory, but yeah. it's it's too quick. So you're sort of like, I don't care about this guy. But then as the movie kind of continues, then you sort of grow to like him a little yeah. bit more. I mean, action movies, like it, I think that's the thing about all action movies is that yeah. <clears throat> you have to. There in all, and this could be true of all movies, but certainly with action movies, you have to know when to like throttle up and throttle down the sure. action, you know, yeah. so you could have like moments with character development and things like that. And there's like a moment in the middle of the film where they're just like, "All right, we throttle down all the action to a halt. We're gonna have right. the quietest expositionary, you know, teach you all the things about these people." Right. Um. But like, I think this movie just doesn't do a great job of like. I wish I had that earlier because at this point yeah. most of the of the high stakes murdering has just like already happened. Oh, totally. You know? So for me, it's just kind of like, well, if I had this context before, and they tease it a little bit, but they don't yeah. give the whole the whole deal. They tease know? it, but it's a little cheesy. So yeah. it's a little bit. I mean, it's like paint by numbers. It's like I've seen this before. I've right. seen these motivations before. I've seen these kind of things. Yeah. Um. But like you know, as someone who is into, you know, these types of movies for the most part. I like it when they're really done well. And, and I bring up John Wick so many times because I think it is like the the golden boy when it comes to movies right. like this. Um, Do you I, think that because this was released on Netflix that that actually probably was a good thing for this movie? Well, it had the biggest uh, Netflix premiere that the site's ever had. It yeah. had 90 million people tune in on its first Wow. Day. That's so I, crazy. And because I saw an article already that the, he already got the green light that Joe Russo is going to write a sequel to it. Yeah, interesting. Which is interesting. <laughs> so I feel like we can talk about that when we get into spoiler town. Yeah, I'm curious I, uh, how I read a little bit about the end of the movie just to, to see like what other people thought about it. But Yeah. 
I mean, it's sitting at like it's in like the sixties on Metacritic yeah. and stuff, and I, yeah. I agree with that. I think you know, I I do. I'm, I'm not sure if like the action is aimless. I think the action is in. You know, I think it's because it, it it lacks like heart and motivation is why I feel, may feel that way. But when you you know, if you're critiquing it on like how well the the technical level of stunts and stuff are done, yeah, there's some crazy shit in this movie. There's totally. like a whole sequence in this movie that's like some of the craziest shit I've ever seen, and it's totally very, and it's very cool. Yeah, plus like I mean it it can seem aimless when you don't have a specific enemy. Like sure. y- you know that he's got like. The whole police force or the whole whatever is I mean, after it's this him. White, it's, it's this white guy, like, killing and shooting, like, faceless brown people. Like, yes. just, con- just constantly. That's just what right. he's doing in the entire movie. Right. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's, not, it's not great when you, when you break it down like that. You no, know? it's not. So it is very much, yeah, like that idea of white savior. Yeah. But... But I think it also, I think there's also an interesting conversation where it's like, you know, it's a movie that is very diverse, not just in body count. Like, there's a lot sure. of, like, you know, it's it's mostly, like, a cast of, like, diverse actors and actresses. Yeah. And, and, like, that is, That's is true. cool, you know, but most of them are presented poorly as well. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to judge. He's definitely, like, lone whitey for a little while. I mean, yeah. maybe there's, like, one or two on his team, but... It's really just him, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. I think uh, you know. I think now we're in a time where we're just kind of more aware of things like that, and that's true. You know, I, I know personally, like I, I want to like kind of just like for me, that's like the that's the part of the conversation around these movies that I want to talk about, and it sucks because like I do really want to spend more time analyzing, talking about the stunts, and I'm also here to do that because again, the stunts are uh, cool as hell. Yeah, and but like it's that distracting, is, you know, it is distracting. But yeah, the stunts for sure, like that is the strength of the movie. And then it's kind of like, it is a, in a good way, a way to like bring up, you know, how do we go about getting access to seeing? There's probably plenty of awesome, cool action flicks that are that are being put out by other countries, but maybe yeah. don't have the big budget of the Russo brothers coming off of marvel endgame so it's like okay yeah i mean the raid for me those are those are uh, indonesian films and yeah they are uh my favorite action movies just like hard i mean it's like john wick and then like the raid are are yeah. neck, and neck for me yeah so um, definitely puts it out there to like go seek out some other cool stuff but then wondering like places like netflix if they think americans are gonna want to see those or not because netflix in another country probably has a whole different variety of stuff on it than we do yes i mean it depends on how they pitch it i mean it is you know it's it's the big budget american action movie so you know there are definitely other countries who are you know People eat up Transformers in other countries. I mean, here, they eat up Transformers, but in other yeah. countries, they also eat it up equally as much. That's true. So, you know, it's it's hard to... I, I'm not sure what the reception to this movie would be like in other markets. I'd imagine it'd be fine, you know? Yeah. No, that would be interesting, just to have another person's perspective of that. For sure. Know? But any other kind of tidbits you heard about that are a pre-spoiler town, or...? That's kind of it in terms of like metrics and what the conversation around the movie is like at the moment. I don't really have anything else to tidbitty to bring yeah. up. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and still in terms of impression wise, like I think the flick is is cool. I think the I think the movie objectively does what it is trying to do, sure. which is always like a cool movie. I think the mark of any good action movie is when you audibly are like, oh. Yeah, someone like gets hit and stuff, and I did that a lot. Well, actually, I did it plenty of times. So, yeah. like you know, it does that very well. Um, but you know, again, the plot is mostly forgettable. The right, Hemsworth is doing the best he can with what he's got, and he does yeah. it very well. I mean, that's, it is it is extraction. It's like that's the goal. He's trying to get the kid out of the city, yeah. and it's like it's just a chase and fight scene, hmm. nonstop for yeah, and like you said, until it gets to that point later on in the film where it really dials it back for a bit. Yeah. Do you, um, do you recommend this movie to folks? Would you say like, eh, check it out if you got Netflix or. I would say if you are into the action flicks and you're not super, you know, if, if you are worried about super violence factor, maybe no, 
But if you're kind of like, no, I'm into this. This is my jam. Then, yeah, check it out. I think it's fun. I don't think it's like the greatest movie ever. If you like Chris Hemsworth, why not? Go for it. The scenes are pretty cool. Yeah. Movie looks good. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, if you're into your John Wicks, if you're into movies like Atomic Blonde, if you're into movies like that do that really good, like, you know, fast pace yeah very you know in and out action stuff definitely like, yeah this, definitely this got is, like a lot movie. of of born supremacy born identity vibes from it definitely. with that kind of fight sequencing and with the gun violence and crazy acrobatics and stuff so yeah yeah if you're into cool. that check it out all right you got any uh other spoiler free bits for us d yeah i think yeah we can we can jump into spoiler town jump into spoilers cool all right, well, we're going to be right back to uh, tell you who dies, and it's a lot of people, for uh, Extraction. So we're going <laughs> to spoil the heck out of that movie. So if you've seen Extraction, uh, come on over and check that out. If you haven't seen Extraction and want it spoiled, you can listen to that part still, too. We'll be here. <laughs> All right, guys, so we'll be right back with uh, more of this hot take. And we're back. More hot takes on Extraction, the movie about Krim, Chris Krim Hemsworth. He's trying to save that boy. He's gonna do the thing. Oh man! So do uh, you think? Do you think any of his tattoos are real, or were those all put on for this movie? They look like either Some either tattoos or like yeah. smudges. Like, is that a neck tattoo or like a really dirty smudge? I don't I, know. You know, it is. It's like one of those weird ones when somebody's like oh i went to this artist because they're really good at shading and you're like shading? <laughs> you, just, you just got a shade what like, shade what? did you get what? i really Why? want one of those gradient tattoos <laughs> um did he have the it happened quickly and maybe my dumbass wasn't paying attention did he have like the nordic like circle on his back it kind of looked like that it was very quick to look at his back and his back was also full of to talk about <laughs> many many fake scars <laughs> yeah yeah, the movie, rain- there are some moments in the movie where it like looks really good and does the stunts really well. Yeah. There's other scenes where like, it's really one that I noticed, so I'm curious if there are more like it, but uh, there's, a, there's a scene towards the end where he's like kind of doing the final push, but he's not on the bridge yet, he's still in that building. Oh, he okay. drops a grenade down the stairs to get these two guys down there. Right. The grenade explodes. The explosion effect looks good, but... It's just the dudes falling over and there's no like damage being done to like the stairwell or the walls or anything. Like they're they're <laughs> like, completely intact. That's very interesting. Like, oh, that looks bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're like, what kind of grenade was that? You know? It's the only hurt people kind. Yeah. And it you was, won't notice it. It is very strange with that type of weaponry and then like um, you know, just so much shooting in people's faces. So a lot of close quarters oh. shooting. His ears yeah. must be ringing. That's the thing. I'm like, you that's probably... all those movies, though. You can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see the kid cover his ears. Ovi, he's covering OV. his ears. Yeah. yeah, but uh, there's definitely a few times where you're like, yeah, no, Chris Hemsworth's character Tyler, he can't hear shit. He's got a so, constant ringing. <laughs> so, did you understand? Because I did it until I like kind of read the synopsis through again. I was like, I guess that makes sense. But uh, Saju Ravs, the 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 other really good at fighting uh, opposite to Chris Hemsworth right. guy. Why is he hunting for the, why is he chasing the boy as well? Cause him and Chris Hemsworth have the same goal. Do they not? Okay. So, okay. Please. A little, a little <laughs> confusing at first, but then I clued in. I think the idea was dad's in jail. Mm-hmm. So while dad's in jail, a lot of his bank accounts and stuff like that got frozen Okay. So instead of paying the really huge ransom money to the Bangladesh drug lord guy, Mm -hmm. they offer to pay still really expensive team of mercenaries to get the kid. Okay. They offer to pay uh, Tyler and his team to get the kid, but in reality, they don't have enough money. Mm -hmm. So I think the idea is like... um, Saju's like, we can't afford to pay to have somebody get him. And then he kind of comes up with the idea like, okay, we can still hire them and I'm going to try something else and it's going to be a little bit more involved. So it's essentially- He's trying to double cross, but still trying to save the kid. Yeah, he's trying to save the kid and he definitely just doesn't want to have to pay. So he's like letting Chris Hemsworth's character 
do the the heavy work in the beginning and then once the kid is like able to be stolen from him he's like no i'm just gonna take the kid now and go we're not gonna pay you because then like all of them are like the transfer didn't go through the money and all that stuff when they're like yeah we have the kid we have proof that we have the kid you have to send Mm -hmm. it and we're gonna get but like not they're like we never got the rest of the money and it's because you know they can't afford to pay it right then and there right so the other guy isn't really bad but you're sort of like oh but he was just gonna kill chris hemsworth's character originally even though they hired him. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole Which, thing confusing because I was like, the yeah. end goal is the same, is it not? Yeah. But then, like, I they don't that's decide what I kinda, to like, figured, but yeah, they don't decide to team up until later because I feel like he doesn't think that Tyler's character is going to be that altruistic. Like he figures, like he's hired to save the kid, but if he's not going to get paid, he might not save the kid. So gotcha. He could easily kill him off. He doesn't know that Tyler is actually a merc with a heart of gold, right? Which is what we learn with PTSD about the with death PTSD of his own son. About the death of his own son. Yeah. What good <laughs> classic heartstrings to pull for us? <laughs> I know, and I like I just watched the end of the most recent season of Westworld. Mm-hmm. And there's the character of Bernard, whose kid also died of cancer. Isn't Bernard like, a robot, though? Or do I not know that yet? Well, I've only seen the first season, so. First season, yeah. But <laughs> the the person that Bernard's He's based memory, off of. The person, yeah, that his memories are taken from lost his uh, son. So Bernard effectually has lost his son. Yes. Spoiler alert for that. But yeah. I've heard mixed things about Westworld after season one for both seasons. I hear season three has some good highs, though. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm just I'm curious what they're going to do now. But that's a topic for another day. For another cast. Yes. Um, I think the coolest part of this movie, without a doubt in my mind, is the single take uh, 11 minute scene in there. Yeah. That shit is so cool and crazy. I wish the whole movie was just that. I wish the movie was just short until 11 minutes. It was just that sequence. I mean, I read um, like some like really short interview where Chris Hemsworth was like, I've never worked harder on any movie I've ever been in. And I was like, you probably got your ass kicked doing all of the, yeah, all dude, the stunts for this. Yeah. That's the shit is crazy. And like, you know, there, there's been single take uh, scenes in action movies before. And like the thing with single take scenes, as most people know, is that there's a lot of like secret cuts that happen in there right like anytime a camera like shifts really quickly it's like they are putting in a cut there or if they're like going against the wall and using the wall as like the the foreground like that's usually where a cut's happening as well so like or like with cgi and things like that but right to do a single take during a car chase into a building off of the building and yeah. then into another car chase like crazy that's nuts like that shit is very cool like that that's that's the cool that's like what makes the movie cool is when they do stuff like that i definitely liked all of the things where he was just very much like so he's got ov and he's trying to like shield him with his own body and he's constantly like get behind me or like he's like okay um you know are you afraid of heights? Yes. Okay, good. And he just like throws him to the next building rooftop. Yeah. It's not, or like when he's like, okay, we're going to jump out of the car on three and he just pushes him out on like one. <laughs> it's just like. That was cool. Like some of those sequences are pretty great. So you're kind of like, oh, okay. That makes it feel very real. <laughs> I really, uh, an aspect of the movie that I kind of wish was explored more and I was like really into was, um, the the main antagonist who you don't really see all that much, but it's like the you know the quote unquote Pablo Escobar of, oh, yeah. of Bangladesh. Like I thought he's he was so, a really he's so beautiful. He's very beautiful, and he has the <laughs> best outfits of of any villain in years. His outfits yeah, are tremendous. He's They're very great. rich. He's very rich, and uh, and he's dead. But uh, I I was very into him because he seemed interesting and mysterious enough, and I wanted to know more about him. Right. But I was also really into the whole child soldier angle. Oh yeah, like how Chris Hemsworth is always kind of like impeded by children, and I thought the angle of the movie was going to be like, and it kind of was that he gets killed by a kid because he's like, I thought it was gonna be because he was less into fighting kids, but then he slaps that whole group of kids around. So kind of oh man, so that was which like, that scene rocks. I think that scene is very cool. That scene is great. So I okay, so you have earlier on when he first 
gets the kid out and there is the kid with a gun and the kid has a gun with no ammunition and yeah just... and you think that like maybe he killed his father i think that's the implication too that his I father think is so. in that room yeah because yeah. he's he's essentially crying and that yeah. is like a pretty intense sequence and done really well and then that stuff yeah. is cool that's cool stuff yeah and then yeah. um later on when you have yeah like the drug lord and his like henchmen throwing kids off the roof you're just like jesus that's and, that's less cool and that kind of idea of like cultures using children for buying and selling drugs or being informants or you know it's sort of like these kids are doing stuff to get paid or because they're afraid or they might be you know yeah it's that was super intense so having that kind of kid it was interesting like i i also thought like oh this kid wants to to like come up in the drug lord world and it's interesting to see that because it's kind of like oh these children is he really gonna kill a child like you're like is he gonna kill a child i was gonna say i'm like i don't think he can kill kids in movies but they threw that one kid off the roof yeah so i don't don't know i mean but chris but tyler tyler rake chris hemsworth's character like he just kind of like he just kind of smacks him around or pushes him out of the way (laughs) <laughs> yeah which i thought that's why i like that scene so much because it's really him just like disciplining the kids like yeah he's just smacking them around super and, like, intense but yeah yeah it's good and it just like it, it's a different like level of action that you don't see in these kind of movies because like sure. they're, they're always fighting adults so the physicality is very like that but him, totally like tossing around these children like ragdolls like it, it was very satisfying interesting way and also i kind of knew that none of them were gonna die so like right. that also made it because i think if like right. I think that's a step too far, which is why they obviously didn't do it, is that he's, like, murdering these, like, child soldiers. Just like, what movie are we watching? But that's right. That's what's happening. So that's exactly. Good. We're like, ooh, there are movies like that. Yeah. But we don't need to watch that, so. No, I'm good. But, uh, yeah, I, that's the thing. Like, I kind of wish I got to know more, especially the kid who ends up killing Chris Hemsworth in the end. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. We'll and I also was like, later. oh, are they... Um, trying to i didn't initially think they were gonna have that kid uh be like the the kill shot towards the end of the movie i was wondering yeah. if they were like well if they were gonna do a sequel or are they gonna have this kid get older and be the next villain <laughs> that'd be cool I, I the thing with doing a sequel to this movie is it doesn't need to be it doesn't have to be in this place with these characters, you know. Right. I think I it think is the, sort of like born identity, where you can just exactly. kind of take that character to to yeah. a new mission somewhere else, yeah. or even just do. It's a different. It's 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 thematically in the same vein. It's a different right. character doing a different extraction with a different right. team, and it's totally. not related. Like yeah, it's more of like it's thematically similar. It's spiritually successful to this one, right? Um, but I do think there's the scene when he's jumping in the pool, and when he gets yeah. out of the pool, you see. Some guy who looks a lot like a white guy who could be Chris Hemsworth. Right, Chris but Hemsworth it's, at the, uh, but it's very soft focus. So mm. I read a little bit about the end because yeah. I kind of, I kind of assumed that he was gonna die. I was sort of like, you know, you get yeah. that that flash forward at the beginning of the movie and he's got blood coming out of his mouth and you're like, oh, okay, he shot I think up. it's kind of the only rescue for when you're doing all this like white savior stuff and yeah. like aimless murder. It's like, well, yeah. if you kill him, then that kind of redeems you a little bit. Not right. Enough, but Not enough, bit. but yes. And yeah. um, so I, I sort of looked up a little bit and I guess that initially the director was going to have Tyler's character die at the end Mm. and have it not be ambiguous. But then they did like a bunch of test screenings and it was sort of like, like it it was sort of like half and half. They said like, like some people felt it was like not deserved for him to die. And other people thought it was like, okay, it was good closure. Um, So they kind of left it more open-ended without knowing whether or not there was even a possibility for a sequel they were just kind of like well it can be ambiguous because it can be like maybe ov the kid is just imagining him being there you know or it could be that he lived and he's there to just like check on him and let him know that he lived so yeah i just i feel like i would have like i would have liked the movie 10 percent more if if i had the super closure that he was if i knew this was a yeah. one-off movie, a one-off action movie where they're like, we're not trying to franchise it. We just had this cool totally. story, you know? Yeah. I, I would have been a little bit more into it, but knowing that the sequel's happening, I'm just kind of like, I guess, I mean, like, I guess. And I yeah. feel like, you know, 
even though I just said like you could do an extraction anywhere with any characters, totally. I can't imagine you wouldn't get Chris Hemsworth back. Right? Time, no, you know, I like. think that's your big draw for sure. And I think he and I think he would do it too. I think he was into this movie. Uh, yeah, that's what it, that's what it seems like. I and also you know I think all the Marvel boys like working with the Russos. Uh, they're all doing. Uh, Chadwick Boseman did a movie with the Russos. Right. Tom Holland's doing a movie with the Russos. Like right. they all like working with these people, and I know like they only wrote the script for this, but like they're all the same posse at this. point. No, it's very true. Yeah, yeah. they will all kind of have the same teams of people and connections that they can right. create new stuff, and they you know have these massive successes under their belts, so they can kind of endorse a new director, Sam Hargraves and other people and put their support behind somebody who probably wouldn't normally get to direct a movie on this scale. So that's, that's a big thing. That's true. Money, 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 money. Money. I mean, this movie did very well. Yeah. For, I mean, who knows? I don't don't fully understand how Netflix makes money outside of their subscriptions, but they find, I know it's very, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Stock. I don't know. I don't, I don't, un- know. I don't, I don't understand know. things like that. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, so, another, well, what'd you got, D? Oh, I was going to say, do you want to talk about that, uh, that, that soft time when we get David Harbour? <laughs> I was going to say, are we going to talk about the other surprising moment of the yeah. film? Which is, did you know he was in this movie? I had no, no idea. I didn't know. I was like, is that Hop? Is Hop here? <laughs> I was like, oh, Hopper's the bad guy, is he? <laughs> Well, I th- <laughs> sort I th- of. He he is. I mean, he's not great. He's just sort of of lesser moral, whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's just like I don't want my own family killed, which is a good motivating factor. He also and really wants ten million dollars. Yeah, of course. So he's selfish more than anything. Totally. Which is which is one of the deadly sins, I think. Yeah. Greed. <laughs> Can't so have that. It, so it is kind of interesting. At a certain point in the movie, it just kind of flips. Like they could just bail on the mission, but they're like, "No, we're gonna actually." He's like, "Fuck it, I want to get the kid out. I'm getting the kid out." Right. He cares about the kid because it, you know, reminds him of his son right. in some way. Plus, he's and just a young that kid. That's that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. He he got dealt a bad hand. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh David Harper is good in the movie. Yeah. For what he's trying to do, <laughs> uh, he's get, as good as. I mean, Tim and Chris Hemsworth doing the thing, trying to get his friend drunk and convince him to murder a kid upstairs asleep. But as yeah. we've all tried to do before, we've sure. all been there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was kind of like, are are is he going to have any kind of chance of stopping Tyler of Chris Hemsworth's character? I'm like, because mm-hmm. he, you know, no offense, but it's like soft David Harbor, not really like, uh, you know. <laughs> this isn't like Hopper in his prime years. Yeah, it's or, not. Uh, uh, it's not Hellboy Hopper. It's certainly not Hellboy <laughs> Hopper. It's so. not. Um, I mean, he's he's kind of like a chub in the uh, in he's the Black a, Widow movie as well. But uh, yeah, he's still kind of he's a big dude though. So he's a big dude. And but I, guess, I mean, I guess the implication that <laughs> the implication is that he has some form of like military yeah. background, right? He's like right. Did, maybe did the same stuff. I don't maybe, know. maybe. But uh, he's fun. It's fun to see him in the movie. It's it's interesting. Like I was like, I never thought I'd see these two share a screen together, and it's yeah. kinda, and it's kind of cool. I'm into it. I thought initially that it would just be more of like a brief exchange, like help him out, and then they. I would think just... that would have been more effective, to be honest. But... Yeah, just like help him out yeah. and have them keep going instead of having him have to fight him. But then it like forces you know we're in spoiler town it forces yeah. the kid to shoot him which is mm-hmm. terrible <laughs> yeah that's a that's a nightmare scene yeah uh, traumatic a, for the rest of that boy's life it's like the fifth time in a row that chris hemsworth gets his arm broken in the yeah. movie jeez <laughs> how does that thing even do anything anymore i know it gets broken like seven times and he's been stabbed a lot i was just a like, lot so like i loved but didn't love the like when him and Saju are like knife fighting in the street. Oh, that shit was cool. It's very cool. Then you're like, how are you alive? Yeah. <laughs> You've lost when, a lot of blood. It's hard because like the movie like sometimes like is trying to be realistic, but then yeah. other times like casts that realism to the wind. And, I, also, and that's like, always a weird place to put the audience. Yeah. I, I liked the David Harbour sequence because, you know, in the beginning of the movie we had um we had like Nick, when she goes to see him, like pick up his bottle of like Oxycontin. 
But then, like, David Harbour's like, oh, yeah, my knee hurts, too. Here, I'll just take two of those. And you're just like, oh, I see. (laughs) It's a good exchange, for sure. Yeah. Um, Some humor about opioid addiction. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) I mean, the movie movie certainly doesn't take anything that seriously. No, that's true. So there you go. (sighs) Word. Yeah. Um, so open yes. ending, open to interpretation. Open to interpretation. Maybe he's um, alive. Maybe think not. It'd be weird if he was. I think so es- too. Especially if you do so many scenes about like drowning and staying submerged, and you have three different sequences of people jumping in bodies of water and staying down there. Yeah. Uh, to have him live, it, it is stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> the movie is trying to tell you that he has found peace. Right. He's staying submerged. I agree. I know. I was kind of like, oh, if he's going to go, he's yeah. just letting go finally, which is good. But we'll then see. you're like, it, would sequel version of him still be like a drunk pill popper and just doing whatever he's doing? I don't then know. he would have learned nothing from this film. Because, <laughs> like, can you do another, like, oh, he's coming at, I mean, he wasn't in retirement. He just wasn't active. But it's like, do you yeah. do another, like, get him out of retirement to do one more job like yeah what could be his motivation to get back in the field like i like do they have his his ex-wife that doesn't yeah. really seem all that great he doesn't no. have a kid it's dead like it's i like, don't know yeah like, liam neeson taken he's motivated by his daughter being kidnapped and then it's like exactly but john wick is motivated by revenge until he's motivated by survival right you know? like right. I, I don't know how, what you do with this character to make him do that but that's not my job because no. i don't write uh, extraction joe russo does joe russo <laughs> did you know this was based off a graphic novel only when i looked it up today yes i forget the name of it already but, but it is something else so did he help write that graphic novel or he no, just I adapted he just, it i think he just adapted it okay all right yeah so there's a couple comic book boys those guys interesting that's what they interesting. do interesting yeah. I mean, that could be cool for creating some visuals. I imagine that comic book version of this doesn't have a lot of character development either, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of times adaptations of comic books and graphic novels have less character development because they have less afforded time to do That's it true. in less pages. Yeah. But uh, given what this story is, I don't know. But who knows? Maybe uh, the graphic novel it's adapted from actually has really deep character motivations that are, uh, you know, dealing with the struggles of being a crazy murder person. Yeah. But Plus, I doubt like, it. So ultimately the kid gets to, to go home because we see yeah. him back at school. And it. So do you think he's home or do you, I was just like, oh, is he in the States? Because I thought there's a lot of like white people who's walking around. I think he's at a private school in, in Mumbai. So okay, because I, I was just that, like, maybe they they got him out of there because like he's always gonna he's gonna be on the run forever. Well, that's the right? thing. I like, was wondering. I'm like, his dad's still in jail. Is someone else gonna try and kill him right after this, or is like the? Bank- I mean, they kill the they kill the guy. They kill the bad guy. But did they? They didn't kill the drug lord though, did they? No, they did. Remember the girl, uh, Nikki, oh, kills yeah, him in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, at the end, which was that very satisfying. Weird. It's, it's weird. It's a satisfying scene, but it's weird because he's going to take a piss, and then she just shows up next to him at the ur- yes. ur- uh, urinal wearing the sickest. The, he has the best outfits, but she yeah. has the best dress. Yeah, she and looks great. That. Yeah, she's yeah. wearing like a, a really crazy, like modern sari slash dress. It, yeah, she's yeah, beautiful. It's very cool. It is, and you're sort of like, oh, she's the only one that like shows any, still like, very understated and restrained, but sad that Chris Hemworth's character dies. Like, yeah. besides the kid, who's really distraught. I mean, she seems to be his only... I mean, because she also... She's, like, an interesting character you just don't get to see. Because at the yeah. beginning, she's like, this is a bad idea. I don't want you doing this mission. Yeah, because she's kind and of like his it. handler, sort of. I, guess, I mean, she cares. You know, they must yeah. have some some rapport. Maybe right. the next movie is a prequel. I don't know, but then when you see when either. you see her take out the bazooka, you're like, "Holy shit! What?" Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Movie's weird. It is a little um, weird. Yeah, but this kid, how can he survive? That's I, what I'm saying. Unless I you also, teach him how to be a, a crazy murder man. Yeah, he's so he likes to play the piano and he has glasses. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a sweet boy. Yeah, son of a drug lord. Son of a drug lord. Where is his mom? Because that is never addressed. Where is his mom? That's she true. dead? Where is she? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt she'd be dead. Yeah. I hope she's alive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
Well, I think that's all the thoughts we have on Extraction. I think uh, so. D, have you uh, been watching anything good lately? Anything else you want to talk about on uh, the mic? You know, I also recently watched... Um, let me double check the title so I'm not saying the wrong thing. I believe it's called Never Have I Ever, which is the series that uh, Mindy Kaling mm. is uh, producing. And... It's really cute and it's, it's pretty fun. I like Mindy Kaling. Yeah, it's it's like pretty lighthearted. Um, like the the story is sort of sad, but then yeah. it's it's actually very funny and it's kind of like in the sex education genre. I would say because like it's that. sort of like a high schooly drama. And it's fun, um, okay. but it's also that you know she is Hindu and. There's there's that implication of her family, like her cousin's living with her and her cousin is supposed to have an arranged marriage and stuff like that. And like, so it's kind of fun because she's born in America. So she's very Americanized. And you're sort of like, oh, okay, like, like Mindy Kaling, she's got like, Indian heritage, but is Americanized. And she's very funny. And she has a bad temper, which is kind of awesome. So. That's kind of like how uh, I, I like how like Big Sick handled its like cultural differences yeah. and, and dealing with that. Yeah. Uh, in that case, it was uh, being Pakistani, but that uh, that was always really cool. No, definitely, it definitely brings um, some similarities to to light with that, where it's sort of like she's like, okay, I'm gonna do it just to to, to make my parents happy, but I have right. a boyfriend on the side who you know, is not Indian and stuff like that. It's kind of like got some subplots. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, pretty good. I recommend it. Cool. Sweet. It's breezy. uh, Well, I like breezy. (laughs) Kristen and I are watching, we finished watching Hannibal, which is my second time watching it. That show is perfect. (laughs) I've had it in my mind. Uh, I'm slowly working my way through Adventure Time. Oh. Which I've watched before, but I never finished. So I'm starting to get to the new stuff now, and it's very good. I want to watch that uh, new Netflix animated series that I think is- Midnight Gospel? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I just told uh, I just told Bernadette the other day I'm going to write a review for that. So awesome. look out for that when that happens. Awesome. Uh, I still need to watch it, but I think it's fairly crushable. As Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And then uh, we're also watching 90 Day Fiance. Yes, I've heard that show is hilarious stupid. things. I got sucked in, though. Like, she would be watching <laughs> it, and I was like, this thing, this show's so fucking dumb. And then I, I, I got sucked right in. What are, I mean, there's like, I feel like they're really building on a lot of those shows. It's a... Uh, I feel like they're churning them out. <laughs> yeah, the turnaround on some of these reality shows are crazy. And every episode's an hour and a half. Oh, that's a little too long that's for me. That's crazy. Yeah, but like the time flies by. Really? Because you're just, yeah, because you turn into an idiot. So you're just watching it and it's like, I don't care what anything is. I mean, when I'm I was- stupid now. I know. Well, when I was in college and actually had cable, um, yeah. like my senior year, my friends and I would just like stay up late and order takeout and we would watch- the fifth wheel which was messed up it was like Mm -hmm. it was either three guys and two girls or three girls and two guys and so it's like someone inevitably got singled out exactly like somebody gets the boot and two of the couples work out and we would watch blind date all the time and that was also Mm -hmm. like terrible it's like terrible tv (laughs) but and that was also like when the bachelorette first started I'd never gotten into any of those, but yeah, we, I think we watched Queer Eye softened me on yeah. reality TV. Oh, yeah. No, Queer Eye. And, now, and yeah. now I can watch some other stuff. Like, I, I like MasterChef. Oh, totally. MasterChef is cool. I've I, been watching I, uh, Ugly Delicious, which is pretty fun. Ugly Delicious is cool. I have to give it another shot because I only watched like the first episode and I dug it. Um, oh, yeah. The first season is good. It's funny. By the time you get to the second season, I've only watched two episodes but the second season i saw the first episode of the second season where it's all about his kid and making kids food and i yeah. was like the show's cool yeah no like the first season is really good and then the second season he kind of just like goes for it and gets weird which is kind of fun because it's just sort of that. like he knows a lot of celebrities and random people from being a chef and then you're just yeah. like oh he can just make some sh- weird shit happen because he has status he has connections yeah, yeah totally homeboy's got pull yeah <sighs> cool all right, Dee. Well, thank you for uh, joining me. Sure. And watching this weird action movie on Netflix. Violence. Violence. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good shooty shoot movie movie? Yeah. Um, I do sometimes. Sometimes it's kind of good. It's a little, uh, you yeah. get to kind of blank out a bit. 
<laughs> I think the synopsis, the TLDR on this episode is, shoot a shoot's good, but wish I had more feels. Right. I agree. That's about that. Yeah. Yeah. I concur. Um, this is not the only podcast on StoryScreen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcast articles and reviews. You can also go on there and buy a fucking t-shirt or get a goddamn tote bag. Ooh, or the even tote bags are nice. The tote bags, we've been saying this now for a few episodes. The tote bags <laughs> are sick. You can go on our website, you can buy a tote bag, and a, and you put a you can buy a mug, you put the mug in the tote bag, you, buy the, you put a t-shirt in the tote bag, and then that's, <laughs> that's serious. And that's like... You know, that's a good bank. That's a good gift around the holidays or even around for Mother's Day. Get your mother a tote bag. I don't know. Yeah, we also have some brand new videos on YouTube. Thanks to Mr. Bebe. Oh, uh, me, me and Mike uh, recently uh, put a Halloween video up on there. Halloween the movie, not just like a spooky video um, <laughs> where we uh, discuss uh, what makes uh, Halloween uh, scary, basically. So uh, go on our YouTube channel and subscribe to it. And uh, when we post new stuff, we've been doing more uh, video reviews on movies, and we're going to be doing more like Think PC essay, uh, things like that. So go over there and check it out. Um, but yeah, we got some, we are pumping out articles and more podcasts, and uh, we got all this stuff there. And please sign up for our uh, membership if you can. It's $5 a month, and that gets you exclusive content where we talk about all kinds of fun stuff. So if you're really into this and want some more, throw us some bones. Or if you just want to throw us some bones, throw us some bones. Or if you don't have any <laughs> bones to throw, just hit us up on social media because we just want to talk. And hey. we like doing that too. Yes. So there you go. Word. All right. Well, uh, this is me. See you later. All right. Signing off. Good to see you virtually. Good to see you too. Good to see you as well. (laughs) Uh, Stay healthy out there, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.